This week's episode of One of Us Has to Be Right is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back. This is the second week of One of Us Has to Be Right. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for checking us out. My name is Justin Whitwick alongside Josh Deal. So, yeah, we just wanted to thank everybody that listened and tuned in last week. I think I think we got something like 12 different listeners. 12 different <laughs> listeners, baby. <laughs> So yeah, let's get into it, Josh. Last week we just we watched a sad Aaron Rodgers leave the field. We saw we saw Tom Brady prove he still got a little bit left in the tank. We saw an absolute onslaught from from the team from Kansas City. And yeah, what are your takes on it? So I the only game I watched in full full was the Bucks Packers game. And oh. I was watching with my dad, who is a Die hard Tom Brady fan. Not he's a we're both crazy Lions fans. Don't get us wrong, but University of Michigan to the like to the Patriots, all the success he has as a as a guy who supports a, a losing team most of the time. Um, it's nice to have somebody to, to cheer for. So um, yeah, yeah. Having <laughs> as having, a Jaguars fan, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 kind of rode the Drew Brees bandwagon and. We're over yep. here on the Tom Brady train. So, and if yeah. if the Jaguars train doesn't work out, I named my dog after Baker Mayfield. So we got something. <laughs> We're to going to Cleveland, baby. If we don't, if we don't get Lawrence this draft, I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But yeah, no, I I really thought that that Bucks team played well, and especially that top ten defense that we talked about last week. Um, and I know the podcast is one of us has to be right, but technically we were both half right, half wrong. I was picking Bills Bucks, you picked Chiefs Packers, and now we've got a, a Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I, I think that 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 Bucks game really just proved to me that yeah, Tom Brady does still have something left in the tank, and even at forty three years old, the man's the man's coming to play each week. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm gonna ride my coattails for a second, just because I. I kind of called it from last week when I said Tom Brady wasn't going to win that game. I'm sorry. He threw for three interceptions in that game. and Some of them were tips. Some of them were not good interceptions. That, that, ball, that ball to Mike Evans was 70 feet over his head. I mean, come on. Mike Evans is a god. And at 6'5", you can't hit him running across the middle of the, of the field? I, don't get me wrong. I Tom Brady played great. Yeah. He, did, he did whatever he, he needed to. He had three touchdowns to. to match those three interceptions. Yeah, but in the same breath. I don't even know if he scored those touchdowns. Kevin King. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know why this man wasn't cut at halftime, the, the let first, alone. The first segment today is, oh. is well, the, our first segment is who impressed you the most, and then it's who impressed you the least is, <laughs> holy crap, <laughs> There's Kevin no King. debate on that. Kevin There's King. There's no debate on and that. And then he said something. He put something on his Instagram like, we'll be back there next year. And it's like, ah, <laughs> you won't be there. You won't be. You won't be on that. They might be, but you won't be. Time your jump um, balls better, King. In the same breath, though, still going with that Packers secondary. The, the, the player that impressed me the most was Jair Alexander from, from the whole week. Now, I kind of took a little backseat watching him all season. Like, I knew he was good. Like, yeah. we all, like Kid's a stud. He has a, he has, he has a superstar X Factor on Madden. How bad could he be? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so did Michael Thomas. So, um, <laughs> Slant boy. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just when I went back and looked at all of his numbers for the year, it was absolutely insane. He has, yeah. he has the highest, he had the, um, the lowest completion percentage in the last like five years of anybody throwing the ball at anybody. And it was something like the most yards he gave up was to Adam Thielen week one. And besides that, I don't think he gave up any touchdowns. And then he had three pass deflections in the championship game. He had two picks. I know some of them were some lollipops, yeah. but um, but silver platter for him. But he, he even in the week before, all he gave up was one catch for negative three yards. That's all he gave up last week against uh, the Rams. I just I, just between those performances, I think he's severely underrated. I top three cornerback in the league, maybe even number two for me. Jalen Ramsey still taking it for now, not just because I'm a biased Jaguars fan and I'm fanboy. But Jair Alexander balled out. Now, yes, I know, I know who you're gonna say impressed you the most, but I mean, just Jair Alexander. We need to put some some more respect on his name. Yeah. Now, the only reason I say I didn't watch this Chiefs Bills game in full is it was past my bedtime towards the end of it there. Uh, but <laughs> the I... game started at like six thirty, dude. <laughs> but <laughs> I gotta be up for work at at six a.m. Don't don't judge me. But no. Yeah. I think that the, the biggest performance that I saw was what Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey did, specifically Tyreek mm. Hill. Um, yeah. As someone, he just absolutely balled out. I mean, nothing like that game he had midseason when he had like 300, oh almost God. like broke a billion records. But In like the first quarter. Yeah, he was 9 for 172, averaging 20 yards a catch. <laughs> Dude, his run after the catch is, is probably the craziest yeah, I've ever that, seen in my entire life. He had that like 71-yard peel off too. Um, yeah, but then, and for somebody that's 5 foot 10? It's, it's unbelievable. He just threw up the yeah. peace sign and, and got out of there. But <laughs> the the other one is, is too, Travis Kelsey, 13 for 118, two touchdowns. Mm. Now, the the thing is, is that was that was it. I mean, they, they no, combined. I, hold on. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, that was considered a jet sweep. That wasn't a reception. So Fair. McCole Hardman had that 50-yard that run. We'll give that to him. That was offense. But if you look at the two of them combined, Tyreek and Travis, 22 receptions for 290 yards and two touchdowns. If you factor in Byron Pringle, Daryl Williams, McCole Hardman, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they had seven receptions for 35 <laughs> for 35 yards and a touchdown between the four of them. Yeah, no, but also in the same breath, though, the way Patrick Mahomes proved to me that he can lead a team. Yeah. We all know he's a great player, but did you watch what he did right after McCall Hardman fumbled that ball? Oh yeah! Oh my God, dude that that just pick that your, absolutely ruined me. Pick your head up, you know, and then he he trusted him. He said, "All right, get out. We're gonna get the jet sweep." And then they threw yeah. it. They threw it to him for that little that little four yard touchdown. And then what Travis Kelsey said? Yeah, beat the heck out of adversity. Yeah, dude. It's, Paraphrasing. Yeah, of course. But and that's that's the thing that I mean when you look at. A, when and you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you said that he was your guy who had the most to prove last week. Yeah. And, oh my and God. what and what did he do? Twenty nine for thirty eight, three twenty five, and three touchdowns. That's how you. That's how you win. And an A plus teammate grade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and an a His two K my player jumped up like so high. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Gotta gotta give it to him. Even Dig Diggs played pretty good too. Yeah. Um. But you just he 
He can't keep up with Patrick Mahomes. Well, and the thing is, is that he was six for 77, no touchdowns. Cole Beasley, seven for 88, no touchdowns. Um, Dawson Knox had that little, like, two-yard gimme. And then Isaiah McKenzie, same thing, a little six-yard gimme, too. You know, the the Bills scored the first nine points of that game and the last nine points of that game. Mm -hmm. The other 30-something points were just straight, just... Just full steam ahead from those Chiefs and great and, defense played too. The amount of yeah. four, or the amount of three and outs that we saw just in that little bit was it was just remarkable. Honestly, now I got I got I got a little bit of, I got a little bit scared and Dave Portnoy probably got a little happy when when those first uh, two drives happened because did you see how much money that Barstool put on that game? No, for the Bills to cover three and a half points. Barstool, like they, they had the plus three and a half. Yeah. Barstool put four hundred and twenty thousand four hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they put it in at four p.m. And I think I think it was like twenty six, but it was like they just missed it. But but I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't know how you ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. And even in the Super Bowl, like I said, it just this team. This Bucks team really reminiscent of when the Broncos got their teeth kicked in in that one game. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens, though. Speaking of who impressed us, um, people who impressed everybody throughout the rest of the season, and were rightfully rewarded for it, going to the wonderful, fabulous virtual this year Pro Bowl for their Pro Bowl. No more, no more Hawaii, no more Hawaii games. You're sitting on your couch, and let let, let me read to you. How ridiculous this Pro Bowl week is. So, what they have is they have week-long matchups of celebrities and, like, current NFL players, like, playing with Pro Bowl rosters against each other. So, like, it's like Lamar Jackson versus, like, Michael Vick. I know Michael Vick's playing in it, but it's something just stupid like that. And then I don't, I don't have all the matchups. But Jamal but Adams it. is playing against somebody too. Like they've been, they yeah. they put some ridiculous thing on on Instagram that I saw where they were like training their fingers and like training their thumbs to play oh Madden God. against each other. Just it's like DK's playing against somebody. I think Justin. I mean, he might be playing Justin Jefferson, which is why they had that ridiculous top five that they talked about. Oh but my we'll, God! We'll get yeah, to that we'll touch later. on that. We'll we'll touch on that soon. But, but yeah. So this says that this says that. Uh, so they play as the throw as they they play as the Pro Bowl rosters, culminating in an action-packed virtual Pro Bowl played with Pro Bowl players facing off in Madden Twenty One. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're just gonna let it sim and let them play against each other. I don't know if people are gonna be able to control themselves. I I I it, <laughs> I I have no idea. But just just how dumb this whole idea is of making it virtual I, i'd rather have nothing give them the honors and just go on out 100%. i'm not i'm not gonna watch a second of this are you kidding me they're doing it for viewership and no one wants to view it like dude and speaking from look we are two people who absolutely oh love making fake rosters and doing all-time rosters, current rosters, all that stuff, drafting teams, playing against each other, playing sim, computer against computer, watching that. We love that stuff. We bet on it. We, we bet on it. Literally throw five. Josh has lost so much money on it. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet the house on the Madden ponies. And <laughs> I, it's just one of those things like, dude, it sucks to, to say that like, 
I, dude, this doesn't even enthuse me a little bit. Like, I don't know no. what 12-year-old Twitch streamer is going to be, like, excited about this, but I could care less about DK Metcalf playing Justin Jefferson and Jamal Adams playing against the Honey Badger or whatever whatever it is. Like, no one wants... It's like it's like when they did the 2K tourney at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. like, back when, back when coronavirus first, like, had its yeah. peak and everyone was like... Yeah, but like, what if we had like NBA stars playing against each other with teams that they chose? And it was like people weren't even playing with their own teams. Like they weren't playing with yeah. themselves. They were like, "Give me LeBron, give me Steph Curry." Like they were <laughs> picking like like someone that was on the Nets was was playing with like was playing with the Warriors or playing with like the all time Bulls or something ridiculous. But like that's the kind of stuff that like we don't like. We've had enough of it. We've had enough of this virtual crap through COVID. Like I get it. We don't need the game, but like. You played well enough all season, like you said. You know, give him a trip to Hawaii once this all clears up, and then Honestly, just give him give him the honors. Don't do this virtual crap. No one wants to see I, it. I just I don't get it because it, even at the college level where they were having some real COVID issues, yeah, they they're still all at the Reese's Senior Bowl this week. They literally have hello the Senior Bowl still. So I I don't understand why you can't have guys quarantining as as they're not playing in in the Super Bowl or or like even whatever and then and then just just having them at one location like like they normally do test everybody and then play for a week isolate them in in, in a single spot for a week which is what they do anyway I, I that that to me it's it's crazy that 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 we've just resorted to this I, this is this was the, the all this virtual simulation stuff that's yeah. how we stayed engaged with sports at the beginning of the covid yeah. it, it was the only way that that we we had some sort of sports in our life we had a 16 person nba yeah. all-time draft incredible and and we would play games we would sim games i'd stream it every single night but we had 16 different people in this it might have only been eight was it only eight no it was 16 dude it was 16 and we and we drafted teams with nba legends all like 14 rounds or whatever made an instagram and account for it posted dude, we stats need an, and highlights we need to make an instagram we need to make this. an instagram for this podcast 100 dude well it's happening it's, it's happening. happening after the episode it's happening but but just like i'll just we're sick of it yeah. you've proven to us that you can play an entire football season i didn't think it was going to happen no. but it did it did you played every single game that was on the on on the register and you guys just can't honor all all of the wonderful accomplishments that players have actually done and you slap them in the face and say hey play against somebody else in a video game that's it. That's what you that's get for it. being the. That's what you get for being the top five best player at your position this year. They said play somebody else in Madden. Yeah, awful. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Speaking of great players that are making bonehead decisions, so recently on an episode of I Am Athlete, which is a podcast with Chad Ochocinco Johnson and Brandon Marshall, they had Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf on mm-hmm. as as guests and they gave do you have the teams oh i've got the do you teams. have the teams or I've do you want the, me to read? Oh, no, you I've got, got the top okay. five Go so dk metcalf said number one julio jones second myself dk metcalf third <laughs> deandre hopkins fourth Devonte adams and then fifth was a five-way tie between stefan diggs odell beckham jr and aj brown 
Butterfingers. Oh, Butterfingers. Part. AJ. I Brown. didn't see that part. Okay. Holy shit. Justin Jefferson, on the other hand, said, "All right, number one, Julio Jones. All right, so there's some consistency here. Number two, Devontae Adams. Understandable pick. Number three, myself, Justin Jefferson." <laughs> Number four, my buddy DK Metcalf. And number five, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, look, I have no problem with putting yourself on this list. But if you're going to put yourself on a list of the top five wide receivers right now, put yourself number one, dude. Like, have the (laughs) self-respect to absolute go Mamba mentality, RIP, and say, you know what? I'm number one. Like, I'm the best. And then maybe say, like, all right, then Julio, then, you know, Nuke Hopkins, who is probably, like, he's my pick for number one. Um, and then, I mean, Devontae Adams, Devon Diggs, but, like, DK Metcalf's little, like, little sellout of, like, oh, I have to slide my Ole Miss brother, A.J. Brown, into this. Like, come It's actually on, crazy. Dude. Did, did he even have Hill on that list no, at all? neither one of them had Tyreek so, Hill on their so list. So he's saying, he's saying that A.J. Brown is better than Tyreek Hill. Dude, the entire thing is That's a joke. That's crazy. Look, I know I sent my top five to you earlier, and I think that we relatively, we have we have the same top five. It's just, the, it's just the ar- there's order. slight order differences. Yeah. My top five, DeAndre Hopkins, for what he's done the last three seasons. Uh, Julio Jones, number two, just absolute freak. Tyreek Hill, number three. Put the cheetah at number three. The dude is 5'10", and he's absolutely running wild on these defenses. Number four, Devontae Adams. Number five, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs wouldn't have cracked my top five, but what he did with the Bills this season was unprecedented. Give him that number five spot. DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, you can make the top 15, maybe, but I think DK might be seven or eight on my list, but that's my top five. That is the correct top five, unless you... Unless I was a wide receiver in the NFL and putting myself as number one, that's the correct top five. So I don't know where they where they get off. I don't know. I don't know how they sleep at night. I don't know how you go on a show and you tell them yeah. that you're better than DeAndre Hopkins. Both of them. I don't care. Both who of it them. Is. I don't care who Both it is. Both of them, bro. I know this will never reach them. But if they ever hear this, <laughs> I just want them to know how sorry I am for them. How just, how stupid you made yourself look in the media. It's actually baffling. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't get why you would put yourself in that position. Yeah. To even compare yourself to, to legends who are, who are most likely... I, out of the five names you gave me, I I think if they all keep playing the way that they do, they're making it into Canton. You know, absolutely. And and this and this isn't to say that this isn't to say that that DK or Justin Jefferson will never get there. But as a rookie, Don't. you're putting yourself over Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill. Oh, to be fair, Stephon to be fair, Diggs. he did put he put Julio and Devonte, uh, Justin Jefferson specifically, put Julio Jones and Devonte Adams ahead of himself. And then said, "My buddy DK gets number four. New Hopkins, the best receiver in the game, gets number or gets number five. I, I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care where he put who. It just it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah. So my top five. It's literally the exact same as your yours. Just just I switched sure. two names. Sure. I think so. I've Hopkins number one. As I have Devonte Adams number. I have Devonte Adams number two. I I know I know he's 
he's very lucky with all the targets he gets up in, up in Green Bay. There. One of the one of the best quarterbacks yeah. of all time throwing to him. Cool. Totally get that, but you can't you can't deny his his playmaking ability. Absolutely. Number three, Julio Jones. Like you said, yep. he's the closest thing we've had since Megatron. But he just needs to learn how to stay healthy and play a single snap. Golly, um, but you know I I, I had him in fantasy, uh-huh. so that that was cool. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. I had him and Christian McCaffrey. Those are my first two picks. So just throwing that one out there. Yeah. Should have snagged um, Calvin Ridley there, brother. Yeah, yeah, honestly, but. You know, when, when when he did play, he was putting up like 17, 18 points for me Monster. a week. The, 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 the guy's but, a freak. All right, number four, number yeah, four. Yeah, but that's when he plays, when he plays. Okay, number four, I have Tyree Kill. Like you said, we got to put Gee. some respect on his name, um, period. There's no arguing it. I know he has Patrick Mahomes. Don't care. You could throw anything to him and he'll, he'll take it to the house. Throw and then number five, in the same breath as you, I have Stephon uh, Diggs. This year? I mean, there, there is debate just because I... Just because as, as pure receiving ability, um, it sucks that we didn't really get to see what Michael Thomas could do this year healthy. Um, I mean, but... And he's not but on either of these lists. Holy... But this I'm is just, a guy that we were like, yeah. he's a number one guy. And he didn't make yeah. either of these lists, and he's not even the, in the consideration for this. No. Now, I get this is top five right now, and he had one of yeah. the worst slump years uh michael thomas was yeah. my number one pick in fantasy so um you can feel sorry you can feel sorry for me too <laughs> um but yeah so like i said i it, it would have been cool to see what he could have done um if you ever hear this justin jefferson or dk metcalf maybe this is what's gonna blow us up maybe this is what's gonna blow us up i just i want you to know that next year all i'm asking is for you to put up better numbers than every single one of the guys you just yep. listed. Yep. I I want to see nothing but you proving to everybody who saw this this blasphemous list, this preposterous conundrum of disorder, that you just go out there and ball more than Tyreek Hill, you ball more than Stefan Diggs, you ball more than DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. My God. And you ball more than Devontae Adams. That's all I ask. Yep. That's all I ask. Yep. And 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 I and I want you to watch Tyree Kill play. And I want you to to let me know, DK, how much better he is than AJ Brown. Because I don't even <laughs> want to hear it. Speaking of moving on now. We're going to talk about quarterbacks on the move. Don't make now, me cry. Don't make me cry. Now, this is th- th- this is a bit of a sensitive topic. Um, there, There is a quarterback on here. I'm going to save his name for last just because. Um, so the quarterbacks that, that personally I see on the move right now, we have Carson Wentz. Yep. Um, Deshaun Watson. Sure. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk about him. Publicity stunt, but okay. Um, Jared Goff is apparently on the hot seat. Question mark. The Rams okay. said Rams said that they're not committing to him for next year yet. Yeah, I heard, um, I heard Sean. Like a, I heard Sean talk about that too. Yeah, um, Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Um, question, that's, big, that's a big question mark. The, just because of what the Jets might do, and he still hasn't signed it yet. So I, I, I think I think they'll franchise him. But Dak Prescott, say the last name. Say it. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, okay. um, that's I think not he's the gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, No, he's staying in Miami. Um, 
but Matthew Stafford, number nine, um, probably the best quarterback the Lions have ever had yep. um, far. as far as talent-wise. Yep. Maybe John Kitna might be oh, better, but that's about it. <laughs> Joey Harrington, Verda. Um, yeah. No, and I think that the, the thing there is that Wentz, Goff, Rodgers, Darnold, Dak are all question marks. But the yep. amount of publicity and the amount of speculation around Deshaun Watson and whether mm-hmm. he can pull off a James Harden, get me out of here. Oh, my God. And then the open conversation that the media and the Detroit Lions have had in regards to Matt Stafford leaving the team and that being a mutual mutual feeling. Um, yeah. I think it's the right decision, too, for the, for the Lions front office. Both, both. I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't... I, I don't want to see him go. E- even just f- rooting for any Lions fan who's been through this misery every single year. Yeah. But, but I mean, I I respect the organization for not wanting to waste the rest of his career there, yeah. and and for understanding and appreciating everything that he's done for them as they should. Yeah. Look, I mean, he led us to a playoff game, which is unbelievable. It's basically like I would say. And that, all he's had is Megatron. All he's ever had is Megatron his yeah, entire career. Kenny, Kenny Galladay it, now. A little, yeah, but... little bit of Golden Tate sprinkled in there. A uh, little bit of Marvin Jones Jr. But I... Yeah, I, I mean, come on. It's it's No, it's the truth. And I think that the big thing there, too, with Stafford, is that he's like a great value Peyton Manning. From, this, from the fact that yeah. Peyton Manning had that Colts team and they were able to have a great head coach in Tony Dungy, they were able to have all of these pieces in which that Colts team was legendary and they won that Super Bowl as a result but a lot of people thought that Peyton Manning deserved better than the Colts they had Tom Brady going to you know you know all those Super Bowls in that same amount of time and there was that that huge question mark of you know should Peyton Manning be on a team that's going to get him to the Super Bowl and this this and that and then eventually he goes to the Broncos and and wins those chips and I think that what's going to happen on a much smaller scale is that Matthew Stafford's going to do the same thing. He took us to one playoff game, similar to Peyton Manning taking the Colts and winning one Super Bowl with the Colts. Well, and then he's yeah, going to take... I don't think he's at... going to win a Super Bowl anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think if he goes to Washington like they're proposing, if he goes to the new, if he goes to New England like they're proposing, if he goes to San Francisco like they're proposing... Like, I've seen four or five different teams in the mix, including the Indianapolis Colts, which I personally think Carson Wentz should be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts next year. Him back with Frank Reich. Get him, and that's the thing too. And I'll, I'll touch. I'll finish the Stafford topic, and then go on to Wentz. But with Stafford, I don't see him ever winning a Super Bowl. It's going to be very Philip Rivers esque. He's going to have these incredible yeah. numbers. Oh, he's going to be. A, my heart. He's going to be a Hall of Fame lock. Just Matt Ryan esque. Ryan Matt Ryan esque too. Except Matt Ryan got to that big stage and just had that col- like the colossal collapse in that Super Bowl loss. But I think I think the thing with Stafford is that he's going to take a team to the playoffs. I just don't think he's ever going to have that big moment. And the question is going to be like, did the lions ruin this, you know, potential hall of fame goat career of Matt Stafford? And they absolutely did. And as much I'll as say that right now, they yeah, absolutely did. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, and a very, I mean, in a very similar way that like Fred Taylor, great running back, but he was on the mm. Jags. Maurice Jones drew great running back, but he was on the Jaguars. I, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other quarterbacks here on this list, but for Stafford, what I want to see, where I want to see him go personally, I think, I think, I, I want to see him on the West Coast. I, I want to see him either on that Rams team that, mm. that aren't committed to him, mm. to uh, Jared, to Jared Goff. Goff. Give, 
give give Stafford those weapons. I now I, I don't know what they're asking for him. I don't know if hopefully if they a first want. rounder. But yeah, to be fair, it could be a second rounder and surprised. a quarterback. Like if he goes he's, to the he's 49ers, been playing what? he's been playing what nine years, eight uh, eight nine years, close to eleven. He was drafted. Yeah. He was oh. drafted in 09. Oh, wow. 09 draft. Yeah, yeah. So even Number on top pick. of that, I mean that that. For somebody who's only made it to the playoffs once, it's it's a lot to ask for a first, and for a first for for the for him. But the numbers, and he lost to a very good Drew Brees led Saints team in that only playoff game that he ever made to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, but I, I, I like that saying, West Coast pick. I, I do. Either either the 49ers or the Rams, but the 49ers might be a little bit more. Might might be a little bit too too spread for him, Kyle Shanahan. I I know they took even Jimmy Garoppolo, um, to the Super Bowl. I I used to be so high on Jimmy Garoppolo, and it's it's sad to see. GQ Jimmy, but um, but I mean, if if he doesn't go to either of those places, which I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Just him in New England with Billichek. I I thought I thought that the that the Patriots were gonna. I thought that they were gonna trade for him last year. There, there was speculation of that. Yeah, and I think they let Cam Newton walk. And whether they go, whether they go back and snag Jacoby Brissett or Stafford, I think I think one of those two guys are starting for the Patriots next next year. Even the Bears are in contention. Even the Bears for Stafford, you know. I I would riot if he en- if he ends up on the Chicago Bears. I'm rioting. I know. I, I don't think it will just because of the in, I the Lions probably won't trade to another in conference team. Yeah. So okay, where do you want to see Wentz? I love that Indianapolis Colts connection, and for one reason. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, one of the big reasons for that that championship run was that Frank Reich, Nick Foles, and himself were all devout Christians. And they were in... Okay. Okay, but hear me out. They were all, no, in, that no, I'm room, all in that quarterback room together, and they prayed before every game, and their morale was incredibly high. And just in that quarterback's room, they all wanted to see each other succeed, not only as teammates, but also as brothers in Christ. That kind of that kind of thinking doesn't happen outside of like I mean that quarterback room now is is Jalen Hurts which I'm pretty sure that if he won an award he would probably thank God for it you know what I mean um but that the offensive coordinator that they've got there now is not a Christian and Carson Wentz devout um and so I think that you've got to reunite him in a place where not only his spiritual goals are being met but also his, his football goals are being met. And reuniting him with Frank Reich in Indianapolis, I don't think that Nick Sirianni is going to tap into his, you know, Christian side. I, it sounds, <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's crazy to think of it from this perspective, but like yeah. Carson Wentz will take and go to a lesser team if he feels like his spiritual side is being tapped into. And that's well, he- that's the one thing that people aren't talking about, but is totally a, totally a thing. And same, I mean, Nick Foles... You didn't see him have the same success in Jacksonville. You didn't see him have the same success in Kansas City or anywhere. But it's because there's terrible on the Jaguars. It's because there was that whole idea of that like Christian fellowship that he just wasn't getting elsewhere that he was getting when he had Frank Reich and Carson Wentz in that quarterback room. And the same goes for Carson. So here's here's the thing. In my opinion, Frank Reich. And and it might be because of the respect that that Carson Wentz has is the only coach I could see taming Carson Wentz. Sure. He is blatantly disrespectful to everybody that that's 
that's been trying to coach him on the on this current Eagles staff, whether it's not calling plays Doug Peterson is calling, well, was calling now that he's gone, um, not helping Jalen Hurts on the bench read coverages or try to give any advice or anything. Yeah. It, it just it, it seemed like to me that Carson Wentz was just very being like, and and, and I hate to say this because you know he's a he's a grown man, but he was acting like a like like a little brat, and and. I think that if he goes back to the Colts, if he well not back, but if he goes back, if he goes to the Colts and goes back to Frank Reich, I think that that he has a lot of trust in Frank Reich, and I think that he has a lot of faith in in maturing and growing under Frank Reich. Yeah. So that that's that's where I think that he should go. I mean, I never want any player to 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 ever do bad ever. Um, I don't care how much they upset me, but Carson Wentz, he need, he needs a little bit of an ego check. And I don't know if anywhere else is going to get that for him. And I mean, you're laughing a little bit now. Yeah. And like, I don't know if that's at me or or what right now. And it's fair. But just just hearing all the reports reminds me so much of last year and the year before is Baker Mayfield. How Mm. he was so immature Mm. and and he didn't and 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 he wasn't he, he he wasn't just good enough to be able at this at that point in his career to call plays and to be able to to do all these sorts of things that we expect from from these elite quarterbacks but the second that you bring Kevin Stefanski into there the second that you get coach of the year, a coach, baby. the second that you can get a coach who knows how to tame those wild stallions like Frank Reich can do for Carson Wentz i think that that it'll be a match made in heaven Josh for for, for all the Christians out there, <laughs> um, love it. Uh, so next, just on this list, Deshaun Watson. My my ideal spot for him. Yep. Is Miami. I know he's <sighs> claiming that he wants to go to the Jets. I know he said he said he wants to go to the Jets. I don't know how. Maybe it's just because Robert Sala is there. But a defensive minded head coach is going to get to get well, Deshaun. He Watson. said he wants to go to the Jets. He said he wants to go to the Jets. Yeah. Okay. Deshaun Watson literally said that. He said that that's his number one destination. It's because his dad and is Frank Gore. <laughs> Frank Gore is old enough to be all of our dads. <laughs> um, but if I'm the Dolphins organization yeah. and I can trade Tua and one of the first that I have this year and a first next year mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson, I'm pulling that trigger so fast. It's not even funny. I was going to say a bad pun there. But we're not gonna look if Bill O'Brien was still running the shots in Houston, they would trade Deshaun oh Watson God. for a bag of for chips a, and a mm. and a, a empty water bottle. And a used napkin. <laughs> <laughs> a penny, a chip, <laughs> a used napkin. Yeah. I mean, ideally, ideally for me, he goes to the Dolphins. I think that's the most complete team that he could be put in. Obviously, like like we were saying, the talk about the uh, of uh, San Francisco 49ers team getting that last just peace in place for them would be phenomenal. Even if the bears with that, how good that defense is David Montgomery running well, if they somehow can resign Allen Robinson rip to the Jaguar, I want to see him back on the Jaguars with T law, even the Patriots situation with a real head coach, give Deshaun Watson a real head coach. Um, Cause we don't even know who it is right now. True. Um, but yeah, so I, that's, that's where I want to see him go. I don't know where you want to see him go. I mean, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of friends who are jets fans and they want to see Deshaun there. They've got the they've got a, a relatively high draft pick this year with number two, and that could 
open the idea for Field, Zach Wilson. There's plenty of quarterbacks that they yeah. could draft. If a, I love Zach Wilson. If a quarterback is not included in the package. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously, the this Dolphins team is phenomenal. Fin- They're phenomenal. I love Brian Flores. I love Brian Flores. And, dude, he put together a playoff team with Tua goes 13 and – 13 for 30 and 100 yards trying to game manage and then putting in Fitzmagic. It just didn't... 76 yards. Yeah, it just it didn't make any sense that, like, Tua would run that offense. But putting Deshaun Watson in Miami, which is a, mm. it's a good market, too. Yeah. Like, dude, LeBron wanted to go there from Cleveland. Get this kid out of Houston. Put him on the Jets in New York. Let him soak up that limelight. Or put him in Miami... The Dolphins and, and they they have weapons. Dude, they've been Mike Gesicki un- and Devontae Parker yeah. and that 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 kid from Colorado, uh, Preston something Preston. Uh, he he's a receiver. Look out for him. Okay, just like how I just like how I told you to look out for Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Scotty Seven Balls Miller, baby. Like that's that AFC East is going to be Bills win it one year, Dolphins win it one year, Bills win it one year, Dolphins win it one year, and that's and if that's the effect and, of Deshaun Watson. Or even if the Jets get a good quarterback this draft, or if Bill gets another, if he gets Stafford, yep. that's that AFC East is going to be crazy. It becomes the AFC. Um, it becomes the AFC North in terms of powerhouse. Obviously, yeah, the Bengals. But you you got the well, Ravens. Hey, you got the Ravens. Watch out for them for Joe watch Burrow. Out for the if you give if you give Joe Burrow Penny Sewell in this draft, maybe. But watch out. I, I I think we both. I think I'm pulling for the Jets just because I think that the the idea of the number two pick in a package might be too good to give up. But I think the number three mm-hmm. pick plus to a tag of Iloa could be enough of an enticing package for a new head coach in Houston that they go yep. there. I, I think and when I look at the rest of this list, we talked Rogers, which was pretty yeah. much just a publicity stunt it's to crazy. get back. It's, 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 it's insane to think that he would go anywhere but there. And I hate everybody saying, oh, well, he's never had a first round receiver. I, you have a top That's five a receiver. That's a joke. Like. Like, I, who cares when they're drafted? You have a top five receiver in the NFL. You have three all-pro li- linemen for you. And and and, and you, now you finally have Aaron Jones, who's a Pro Bowl running back. I I, I don't get it. It's, it's crazy to think that there's a better situation out there for Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I agree. I mean, especially mixing him with Devontae Adams, the way that he turned Robert Tunyon into a star this year. Just simply mm-hmm. throwing little dump off three yard touchdowns, and now Tunyon's even, in the top ten tight end category. It's crazy. But even even Valdez Scantling is solid. I, I know he's got he's got he's got Lazard is going to be. I, I wanted him on the Jaguars. I wanted that big frame on the Jaguars. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a hot take. They would have mm-hmm. won that game if they had another wide receiver that wasn't Equinemius St. Brown. Equinemius St. Brown oh, yeah. and Kevin King no, lost them garbage. that game. Both suck. Yeah, get him out of there. Yeah. No, that's fair, but 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 to say that Aaron Rodgers has been disrespected a little bit, I guess I get it, but he still has so many pieces around him, and I don't want to hear anything about that. Yeah, I think the golf topic is a question mark in and of itself. I think Sean McVay was just saying that so that he didn't think that golf was like. I think he he just didn't want mm. Jared Goff thinking that he had it in the bag. I think he wanted yeah. to put a little fire under him. And I think the same thing goes for Dak Prescott. I think that he's got yeah. to come back from this injury. I think the Cowboys... Yeah, they're going to franchise him. I think they will. Dude, I didn't think that he was worthy of the money until I watched him play those first couple of games this season, and I said, holy crap, mm-hmm. pay the man. 
Like yeah. he's not getting Mahomes money, but he should be getting top top ten, top five quarterback money at this point. Yeah. Um and Sam Darnold, I think he either goes to the football team or ooh. or he gets lumped I I I don't like under Alex Smith. I hate that. Under Alex hate Smith that. for a year. Hate that. I don't hate Put it. him on the Steelers. Watch out for it. Put him on the Steelers. Yeah. That's, that's the, not, that's that's not the take I like. Room. That's the that's like, third that's round like, pick. Swap him. Let him learn under Big Ben. I love that pick. That's like that's like that's like Josh Rosen went to the Bucks for like a year, but now he's gone. I think he just resigned somewhere else. But yeah, um, Josh Rosen's a walking question mark. Yeah, or if or if you know Darnold gets gets traded in in another quarterback deal, um, but we'll see. I I like the I, I like the idea of Robert Sala coming in, putting an offensive coordinator that loves Sam Darnold, drafting Penny Sewell with the number two pick. Giving him a left tackle, putting Makai Becton over at right tackle, trying to build that offensive line so that he's not running for his freaking mm-hmm. life every time he takes a snap, building building a couple of pieces around him, whatever the case may be. But if I think that it there wasn't as much of a target on Sam Darnold's back until Deshaun Watson said, My number one choice is the New York Jets. And now everyone yeah, in the Jets fan base and everyone is saying, Sam Darnold, get out of here. We want Deshaun Watson. And there's a lot of false hope yeah. going on in that Jets fan base, which there's been false hope in that fan base ever since Curtis Martin was <laughs> running the ball for him. But I think, yeah, there was there was not as much of a target on Sam Darnold's back. They wanted him out of there, sure. But the second that Deshaun Watson said, the Jets are my number one priority, I think everyone yeah. in that Jets organization is like, we need to put together whatever package we can possibly put together in order to get to in order to get Deshaun Watson here. And that immediately yeah. says, get Sam Darnold out of here for a third-round pick. We'll lump that third-round pick in with the the package that we send to Houston for Deshaun. So transitioning now, we saw a lot of head coaches hired over the last week. The Houston Texans still haven't signed their guy. But starting off, everything was the hiring of, of Urban Meyer to your Jaguars. And yeah, dude. I just wanted to go through, kind of say the head coaches, who they are, and then specifically what my grade of the hiring was. Starting off, Urban Meyer, B minus. And look, there's a yeah. lot of college coaches that don't translate to the NFL. Um, we saw Jim Harbaugh do it, but that was Jim Harbaugh who focused mostly on defense. Urban Meyer always had those really high octane Florida offenses, Ohio State, and a lot of key recruits. The Jaguars have got a little bit of talent still after all of those people left. Um, but he is going to get his choice of the top quarterback in the draft. Um, I think it's it's something I, th- I want to be safe because this could either be an incredible pick for them or an absolutely awful pick for them, especially giving him some some say over the, the GM side of things as well. I know you're yep. going to get into that later, um, yep. but I think that's that's B minus. It's safe. Um, yeah. Now, the second head coach to get hired was the Jets signing Robert Sala. Yep. And that's an A grade for me. I think that Robert Sala, that's huge. They tried to do it with Todd Bowles. They tried to bring in a defensive-minded guy. They drafted Jamal Adams. They drafted Marcus May. They got all these pieces. Muhammad Wilkerson. Yes, dude, Muhammad. There were so many people that they brought in under Todd Bowles' leadership, who's now doing phenomenal with the Bucs as a defensive coordinator. Leonard Williams, too. And, and that's the thing is they spent so much Quinn focus. Williams too. Yeah. Again, so much focus on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball that they let the offensive side of the ball go completely flat. And I think that if Robert Sala brings in uh, talent around him, obviously we saw him do incredibly well as the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Um, but I wanted Robert Sala in Detroit. 
But, you know, put him on the Jets. Let him yeah. work with the pieces that they still have. Marcus May, Quinn and Williams. Develop Quinn and Williams into a potential star uh, worthy of that pick that he got last year. Um, I love I love the Robert Sala pick. Next, moving to Atlanta, the other person who was hired on the 15th of January, uh, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I like it a lot. Okay. I, I, I'm curious to hear your grade, but I like Arthur Smith. I think... The reason why I'm giving this a lower grade is because of the fact that the Falcons have Todd Gurley, but they don't have a type of running back like Derrick Henry. Um, And I'm going to be excited to see what they do in free agency. I'm going to be excited to see what they do in the draft. I'm giving it a C plus simply because of the fact. I like Arthur Smith, though. I like him as a. Watching him play the Jaguars twice a year, he knows how to beat teams. He knows, yeah. he knows. And my thing with him is that he knows how to balance offenses in order to win. You know, AJ Brown, there's weeks that he'll put up five points in fantasy and other weeks he'll put up 30. There, there are weeks where Derek Henry will rush for 2,700 yards on the Jaguars in a game <laughs> and have a 99 yard run and send every single one of my defenders stiff armed through the sidelines. And other games where he only puts up five carries for twenty yards, but every single year that I think I think every year that he's been there, they've been to the playoffs. I don't think he's been there too too long. No, and and I I, I like Arthur Smith, but sorry, I, I understand. But keep going. I I think that the the piece that I'm excited to see is what he does with Matt Ryan and or yeah. Zach Wilson if they decide to draft him at number four. I think that that's been and I mean the, the, that's he, been the speculation. But then all those little other treats that he has with Hayden Hurst, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and and Todd Gurley. I yeah. mean, he's still he's still a decent enough running back, regardless of the arthritis in his knees. Yeah, but I I like the idea of Arthur Smith. It's just whether he can. This is yeah. one, also one of the first times that they decide to go with an offensive mind as their head coach. They just move on from Dan Quinn, who tried to bring that defensive side of the ball, and then we mm-hmm. saw what happened when they got trounced by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So. Again, yeah, dude, and they, they, they also uh, just there's some injury bug just in Atlanta, dude. Yeah. All those, all those good defensive players get hurt every single year, and I feel so bad. Either Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Vic Beasley, I Tack know he's not McKinley. there anymore, but but just they were just all just injured all the time, and I yeah. felt so bad for them. But okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah. No, two days later, uh, the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, uh, which I know nothing on him. I love this simply because of the fact that Justin Herbert is super malleable at this point in his career. Now, Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator of the Rams. First off, that Chargers team has a lot of pieces on that defense. We've said it before. Oh, dude, their defense is insane. Derwin James, Melvin Ingram, Joey Joey Bosa, Bosa. Nasir Adderley. Um, all of those Desmond secondary King, picks. Chris De- Harris Des- Jr. Yes. So that incredible defense, not only shall we see the Chargers be a top five defense, I want to see what they can do with the pieces that Brandon Staley brings in. The dude's young. Dude's 38. And but he like, has weapons. And Justin Herbert has weapons to, to use. Yes. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. Like, they're no jokes. No. They're and, no scrubs. And here's why I love this pick specifically is because if they can let Justin Herbert do Justin Herbert things, which... We saw mm-hmm. what he did at Oregon. We saw what he did this year mm-hmm. with Anthony Lynn, um, which, but save Justin Herbert. But again, save Justin Herbert. But what did I say last week? 
I said that we need to start seeing a defensive revolution the same size as we've seen this offensive revolution. And I think that the hiring of Brandon Staley with those incredible pieces, that Chargers defense is going to be something fearsome, especially in that AFC West where he has to play against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Um, I I personally give that an A minus. I think that if they can pull off what I think they can pull off, let's uh, let's let's see it happen. Now, this one's going to touch a little close to home. Two days after the two days after the Brandon Staley hire, we saw Dan Campbell get hired by the Lions. Obviously, I said I wanted to see Robert Sala. He goes to the Jets about a week earlier. Dan Campbell, who we saw do really well when he was the interim head coach of the Dolphins after Joe Philbin got fired back in 2015, and Dan Campbell was young then. Um, the thing that I like most about Dan Campbell is he was on that 0-16 Lions team. And yeah. he knows what it's like to lose, and he knows what it's like to win. Um, and most recently, he was on. He was on that. Uh, he was the Saints' tight end coach. Tight end coach and assistant head coach for them. Yeah. Um, if he can bring Sean Payton's mindset, hopefully he doesn't bring Greg Williams' mindset with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bounty gate. Send the um, house. <laughs> send the house. But if he if he can take the offensive side of Sean Payton's game, which Sean Payton one of the most underrated offensive minds of this generation of coaches mm-hmm. um, and someone who I think will go down as a legend once his, his time is done, just with the Hall work of fame, that he did. The Hall of Fame on the spot. With with the work that he did with Drew Brees um, and for the city of New Orleans for that. But I think that if you have Campbell in this spot, um, then I think that if he can take – either Stafford, which is not going to happen, or whoever they mm-hmm. get as their quarterback and develop him into a Drew Brees type, yeah, he's got a six-year contract. He's got six years to prove himself. They're going to be... There are going to be so many kneecaps snatched in that six-year period. We're going to bite off kneecaps, baby. I just mm. love... The grit is what we need in Detroit. Um, yeah, the culture change. Because of the fact that... Just like the Jets. Yeah, I hated the Matt Patricia hire. I like this one. I'm still not going to be too high on it. B minus B. I, I I think it's just it's it wasn't my favorite pick, but it was much better than us going to like Marvin Lewis or some of the other names that I heard. Oh thrown, my god! Some I of the other names that I heard thrown around. And Hugh Jackson, running back. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, dude, give us give us uh, Jim Caldwell back. I liked him. Um, no, I love Jim Caldwell. Now, now the the last name. Obviously, like we said, the head coach of the Texans has not been hired yet. Um, but mm-hmm. one last pick um, was the Eagles hiring Nick Sirianni. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't get Frank Reich, so they got the next best thing. Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator from the Colts, um, 39 years old. He's kind of seen in that Sean McVay, Zach Taylor kind of light as that next offensive guru. Um, he was with the Colts he's been with the Chargers he's been with the Chiefs um but he they basically said like we just want mini Frank Reich they bring Sirianni in um he's no McVay yet he's no Kyle Shanahan yet he's no Matt LaFleur yet um but I think that if he can take this quarterback situation whether he decides to run with Wentz whether he decides to run with Jalen Hurts um they have pieces they need a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They either Absolutely. need they either need to develop Jalen Rieger or just completely start fresh. 
Um, but I snag one of those top three guys. I know with your sixth pick, you're hoping that it's either Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith, and not just Waddle. Not that Waddle's bad, but but I mean, they need they need help. I, I that's that's one of the only cases that I wouldn't be mad at taking a receiver that high. Yeah, and I think that. It might be Ertz at the end of his career in Philadelphia, yeah. but he might not got, even be back next year. Well, I heard you've got Dallas Goddard, who is basically basically Jalen Ertz or Jalen Ertz. Ha! Zach He's basically Ertz. Zach Ertz <laughs> Jr. for a potential yeah. Jalen Hurts to be the starting mm-hmm. quarterback. And not to mention, dude, I love what they've done with the running back position, having Boston Scott mm-hmm. as the receiving back, and Miles Sanders, and having Miles too, yeah. Sanders as your lead back. There's a lot that's reminiscent of, um, you know, a potential playoff team. But again, that's going to be a tough division moving forward. Uh, Yeah. Grade, obviously, they could have, you know, done a little bit better. But Sirianni was viewed as that next step guy. Um, I'd probably just straight up B. There's none of these none of these head coaching positions I I hate. There's none of them that I they they're all kind of middle of the road. There's none that I really love other than the potential culture change to see if if Robert Sala can do what Todd Bowles couldn't up in New York. But other than that, like I'm just I'm excited to see what the what the Texans want to do. Um, if they're just waiting to get Eric Bieniemy or whatever the case may be, try to retain Deshaun Watson if they get Bieniemy or just yeah. completely flip everything on its head, trade Deshaun Watson, start completely fresh and rebuild. So I like the list. I don't love it. I like it, cause I don't know how I, I know I know I was talking about the blasphemy coming out of Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf's mouths earlier, but I don't know where you get off where you put the Nick Sirianni hiring over like a higher grade than the Urban Meyer hire. The more that I've looked into this hire, the more I've liked the Urban Meyer thing. His first year, he was a head coach at Bowling Green. Yep. That team was two and nine when he took it over. His first year as a head coach there, they went eight and three. Okay. Okay. The two best quarterbacks he's ever had in his entire coaching career: Alex Smith at Utah, and Tim Tebow. Not 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 really phenomenal college players. But Alex but Smith for, still went number one in that draft, and Tim Tebow mm-hmm. was a two-time Heisman, if not, I definitely one. Might have been two. But potentially two. Here's the thing. Not to mention all those guys that he had at Ohio State who were great college quarterbacks but didn't translate to the NFL. So here's why you're wrong. Um, (laughs) I'm ready for it. We need at least one of those in every episode. We need one of those in every episode. To tell me that Urban Meyer is the third highest winning percentage college coach in college football history, only second to some old dudes at Notre Dame who used to play in the 20s and 40s. Yeah. With Cordell Jones as his quarterback. Cardale, yeah. With, I don't even know who else was on that that Ohio State. JT, JT Barrett. Jinx. Come on. You're telling me that if you're winning games with, with them, that you can't coach Trevor Lawrence and be successful? Here's, here's the coach I want to compare him to. Jimmy Johnson. I knew this was coming. I literally, you said that you wanted to compare him to a coach, and I knew that you weren't going to pick Nick Saban. I knew you were going to pick Jimmy Johnson because, tell me, tell me, just tell me, just tell me. The situation that they were both put in is very similar, okay? 
when Jimmy Johnson got to the Cowboys that first year, they had just traded away Herschel Walker okay. to the Vikings yep. for all for that. It was something like four first rounds. Bevy, okay, bevy of picks. Yep. With all of that capital, he built three championships, two first rounds every year. Maybe only no. Was it three championships? Maybe only two. Maybe only two. I think the last one that the Cowboys won in that series, it was it was the year after he left. But you're but, talking about the big three. Irving, yeah. Aikman, and Emmett Smith. And Allen. And I know they traded uh, for Allen, Dion. Larry Allen, I, the GOAT. I, yeah. <laughs> and I know that I know they traded for Dion, but um and they and they put the rest of that team together. But it's it's very reminiscent of having all of that capital and then starting with Troy Aikman, who's who was the number one overall pick. And yeah, he got his teeth kicked in his first year. Okay. I think I think he almost set the record for like most sacks that season. He said he still has con- he said he still has headaches from all the all the concussions that he got his rookie year. Also, speaking of the Jaguars' offense, though, we signed Bevel Daryl Bevel, who was a phenomenal offensive coordinator. Your your Lions guy, My Detroit Lions, and, of course. And you know the only seasons that 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 he didn't have a top fifteen offense was the eleven Seahawks when he had Travaris Jackson throwing for him. And the 06 Vikings, when he had Brad Johnson at 38 years old, he went nine touchdowns, 15 interceptions. That man won a championship. He won a Super Bowl. Okay. That 2002 Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Warren Sapp won that Super Bowl. Yeah, John, won that John Super Bowl. Gruden's Tampa but 2 won that Super Bowl. I just I just want to say on this 06 Vikings team, can we talk about the other coaches on this? And I know I was telling you yep. this earlier, but that, that team had Mike Tomlin as their defensive coordinator. They had... Eric Bieniemy is their running backs coach. I think Stefanski might have been their tight ends coach or something like that. And they had Daryl Bevel. I forget the head coach. Uh, Child Brad, Ch- Brad Childress. Childress. And I I like it for the Jaguars. I really like it. I love the, their new defensive coordinator that they picked up. He's been everywhere that he's gone. He's elevated every single play that he's had. Hate the GM with Trent Baalke. Still there, he was the reason that Jim Harbaugh left the 49ers after coming so close to a Super Bowl. But once again, you need that quarterback. If you have Colin Kaepernick, your defense isn't going to carry you to that Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, just touched on last week. But I don't know. I hope him and Urban Meyer get along well. I heard Urban's going to have a lot more say in the actual GM stuff than yeah. your average head coach. He's going to be more of a delegator, and I really like the picks that he got for coordinators. I'm going to hit you with something here. Mm-hmm. You tried to compare the Urban Meyer signing to Jimmy Johnson, and here's yep. why you're wrong. Um, Troy, Aikman's, <laughs> Troy Aikman's first year, he started 11 games. Okay. Uh, he went 0 for 11. Uh, he had nine touchdowns, 18 interceptions. We get that, right? Um, mm-hmm. His second year, he went 7-8 and eight in 15 games started, 11 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. And then he made the Pro Bowl after starting 12 games, going 7-5, and five, throwing 11 touchdowns for 10 interceptions. Trevor Lawrence is going to do better than that. Yeah. But he is not So if you going... give a winning head coach... But if you give a winning head coach that much capital and that much talent, who... who I, I get it, but... The reason that the reason that college coaches don't transfer over well because you can't out recruit 
another another football team. There there's cap issues. But the second that you get all of that capital though. But here's here's my piece. So Trevor Lawrence is going to do better than that. Any literally yeah. any quarterback ever of all time could put up better first three year stats than what Troy Aikman did. Regardless, the reason why Urban Meyer <laughs> will not succeed in Jacksonville is Let's because of the fact that he won't be able to pick up an all time running back like Emmett Smith and an all time wide receiver like Michael Urban. And that and that is the piece that I I will die on that hill. If if he ends up you know putting together a championship team in Jacksonville, I'll 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 eat my words. But I think that if he can get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, he won't be able to get the pieces around him like Jimmy Johnson did. It's well, a that's, different. That's what I'm it's saying. A we have enough capital age. for it. We have enough capital for it. James Robinson was top five in rushing with Gardner Minshew, Jake Luton, and Mike Glennon as his quarterback. Sure. So he, as an undrafted free agent, he's good. And then you have DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, who honestly, if you, if you, if I was starting a team and I got to choose between Michael Irving or both of them combined as a pair, I think that there's a real debate as far as. I, I, I'm being entirely honest. I'm being entirely honest. I mean, that's just that's just something we can't even compare at that point. Regardless of of what you look at, and I know that this is gonna this is gonna be the the point of contention between us. I just don't think that Urban Meyer can do it. And if he does, again, I'll eat my words. But he's got to put together so many different. Like I think that the pieces that you have are good, but they're not playoff caliber, let alone championship caliber for the next. Three to five think, to six, seven years. I think I think it's gonna attract enough free agents to want to play in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. On top of the fact that we have an insane amount of draft picks this year and moving forward. Yeah, Nick Saban won a championship at LSU and then went to the Dolphins and did absolutely nothing. I, it's just there's no, it's just not there. And I get that the Saban, I get that the Saban comparison's not the best. The guy's a heck of a college coach, but he just couldn't make it happen in the NFL because he couldn't out recruit everybody else. Like I said, I just I think we have enough capital. We're number one in cap space too this offseason. And I I don't know. I think we're gonna make moves. I and this is, might just be me being a hopeless romantic at this point, but the more I look at the Urban Meyer signing, the more I like it. Okay. As long as we take Trevor Lawrence. If we don't take Trevor Lawrence, everything has gone to waste. Justin Urban Meyer's Fields. updated facility. If, if we take Justin Fields, I'm throwing myself off like a bridge. Oh, well, we'll find out in April. Yeah, no. I, if we stop coming out with episodes, you know why. <laughs> You'll hear from us next week. I'm Josh Deal. He's Justin Whitwick. And hey. One of us has to be right. <laughs>